0: Sampod Productions. Hello,
1: I'm Sani Rudravajala, and thank you for joining us here on On Your Bike. And we're talking about the news that has shocked cycling fans and has implications that go to the very core of the sport. Team Jumbo-Visma, fresh from seeing Grand Tour domination, if reports are to be believed, could merge with fellow World Tour team Sudal Quickstep. It could produce a super team or be a very worrying sign of the times for cycling. We'll be discussing all that and more here on On Your Bike.
0: Remco Evanapool, become teammates with Jonas Girl and Primoz Rolich in 2024 if we're to believe the rumors of a team merger. Jumbo
1: Visma and Soudal Quickstep may have been working on a merger since July, a merger that could be on the cards for 2024. I don't know if to be excited about it, scared about it like the prospect of Jumbo getting stronger. It all started with this tweet from Raymond Kirkhoffs. From a story that was published on the Dutch cycling website Villefietz. He never makes mistakes and wouldn't have written it if he wasn't sure. No,
0: God! No, God, please, no! No!
1: Katie Madgwick, you are a cycling journalist and we can read all your work on rightbikerepeat.com and your fellow presenter here on On Your Bike. Uh, when did this news of a merger first come out?
0: So we first heard uh, the rumours broke on Sunday the 24th of September, so sort of the third week of September. Um, and it was obviously a bit a bit of a strange time to hear the news. It broke on social media um, after being in an article in VilaFlips, which is, one of the top um dutch sporting uh, journals online um and it was broke by, broken by a writer called raymond kirkoffs who said obviously that um that this merger was potentially on the table uh, and as we as we know it still isn't confirmed um but the rumor mill is churning and there's a lot to unpack a lot to unpack
1: <laughs> yeah so the rumor mill is definitely turning um Let's get back to, not quite the beginning, well actually, yeah, let's let's get back to the beginning of Quick Step at least. Formed in 2003, Belgian team. Um, they've been pretty successful, relatively speaking, haven't they? They've had some big name riders over the years.
0: Yeah, they certainly have. They're one of the top teams in the sport. Um, they've been known to be a one-day team, a classics team, um, really, really excel at the one-day racing. They've never really focused on um, GC riders and, and Grand Tours in the same way. That a team like Yimbavizma uh, has done in the past, and in the and teams like that, which you know on the on the surface of it makes it sound like a, quite a nice um, contrast between the two teams. But obviously, as we know, in recent years they've invested in Remco Evenepoel, and they're moving more towards a GC focus. Um, so yeah, they've they've won lots over the years, though.
1: So they've been pretty successful. Um Jumbo Visma uh, seem like this this giant now. Um but when you go back to uh the beginnings, 1984 Quantum Decasol. uh he says probably pronouncing that wrong. Um and if you look at the major achievements, um it was kind of quite domestically related in, in the Netherlands, uh Joop uh, Zondermilk before my time uh, won the uh, World Road Race for the Netherlands in 1985. Uh, obviously under under a Dutch flag, but he was riding for the team. Um, and I suppose the most prominent time was under Rabobank. That didn't end well at all, though, did it, Katie?
0: So no, that didn't end well at all. Um, it was the doping era, essentially, when it, when the stories were breaking about um, about major doping within the sport and Rabobank's riders. Uh, were at the centre of it and obviously it began with um, Michael Rasmussen who was winning, leading the Tour de France at the time in 2007 Uh, and he was pulled from the Tour um, because the team obviously found out that he'd missed some doping tests and the scandals began to break and Rabobank eventually withdrew their support for the team leaving them essentially without a major sponsor.
1: Yeah, it's quite crazy when you read it in black and white. Michael Rasmussen had a three-minute, ten-second lead in the 2007 Tour de France over Alberto Contador. And yet he pulled him from the race. And yeah, Rabobank eventually, a couple of years later, uh, saying that doping was so rampant that it was no longer convinced the international professional world of cycling can make this a clean and fair sport. In a packed conference room at Rabo headquarters,
0: CFO Bert Brugink broke the news. Vanmorgen heeft de Rabobank in een persbericht bekendgemaakt dat we per 31 december aanstaande zullen stoppen met de sponsoring van de professionele wielerploegen. The most important reason for Rabobank to quit sponsoring are the conclusions in the USA report. This is absolutely a black day for us. Uh, this is uh, a pretty bad one yeah, indeed. And then you have to do a press conference. What was your feeling? Yeah, the feeling I had was very mixed. On the one hand, you are obliged as a board member to well, basically tell the story and to give the facts and do that as open and 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 transparent as possible. But in the same time, you have mixed feelings because, first of all, I love cycling. Uh, we have been sponsoring cycling for 17 years. Uh, cycling is, a, is 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 a great sport. It's uh, particularly in the Netherlands. It's uh, something...
1: in the wake of all that, Richard Pluger comes along. Uh, he is technically still taking over the same entity, but they have a total rebrand and go with Blanco.
0: Yeah, and at the time Richard Pluger said um, it was sort of a symbolic title really about starting over with a blank slate, you know, bl- Blanco meaning white, meaning kind of cleanliness, um, reflecting his his aim to go forward in cycling with a clean team and a, a, a structure which would hopefully be able to rebuild from, from the base up again. Already when I took over from the Rabobank in 2012, I thought, yeah, we, we should train, change a lot, because Rabobank had a really big budget, and, and we knew that that was not uh, feasible for us. So uh, we, we needed to change that philosophy. And, and by the way, I'd, I'd rather build people and, and uh, you know uh, develop uh, riders than buying a lot of riders. So yeah, they didn't have a great deal of money at first. Um, they 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 started with a pretty small operation. Um, they had Belkin came in as a sponsor for a couple of years, and then Lotto and Yumbo took over the reins in terms of title sponsorship in 2015, um, and that was kind of the the rebirth, I guess, of the vision we know today. So Yumbo, a major supermarket in the Netherlands, uh, we can. We can see now that supermarket sponsorship money is is a very valid form of sponsorship because uh, obviously Lidl Trek have just been taken over um, by Lidl and that's given them a great injection of cash and they've bought loads of new riders recently. So yeah, Yumbo get involved, the National Lottery in the Netherlands are the, the joint title sponsor at that point and they begin to rebuild. Um, they've got lots of young riders, um, they start to... to to progress towards what we know and love today as, well, some of us love, um, what we know as the Jumbo-Visma team.
1: Yeah, and of late, this team have just swept everything, you know, winning all three of the Grand Tours this year. It seemed like they're, they're pretty much unstoppable, but yet here we are talking about a merger of two World Tour teams. Uh, why,
0: why is this even on the cards? It's a big surprise in terms of, the team's involved, I think, more than anything. But we, we've known for a while that Jumbo, um, the supermarket sponsor, has said they're going to pull out of of the team from the end of 2024. So we've known that Yumbo Visma are looking for a new title sponsor for some time now. And they flirted with the idea of going with the Neom um, consortium, I think, in, in Saudi Arabia. Um, but though the talks fell through with Neom, um, so that wasn't going to go ahead. Yeah, and this
1: and this neon was it this this city that the building in Saudi Arabia in the middle of nowhere. It's like a giant corridor. You see it on Twitter every now and then, and they're going to plant loads of plants in the middle of the desert. I think that's right, right?
0: Yeah, neon's going to be, I think, a purpose-built resort-type situation in Saudi Arabia. Um, in the similar way that Alula sponsors Jacob Alula, the Saudi Arabian sponsors seem to be very keen, obviously. They're very much invested in Formula One, um, football at the moment. So yes, it seems a logical next step. However, nothing's was ever confirmed with with the and so they were still are still, um, as nothing's been confirmed so far, seeking a sponsor. Yeah,
1: and it's funny, like you know, I come from a football background, and we've seen investment, you know, quite obviously, uh, most obviously with Manchester City and uh, the United Arab Emirates, and you know, all the success they've had there. We've got uh, the Qataris owning Paris Saint-Germain. We know in football, the Saudi Arabian League has managed to bring in Cristiano Ronaldo and a load of other big names. Uh, And then when you, you know, football itself is itself going through the same series of questions. You know, if you think the sponsors on football shirts 20 years ago were the local companies that did well and now it's nation states. So I guess as far as cycling is concerned, it kind of makes sense that, we're going to see teams once upon a time sponsored by a supermarket uh, being out-competed potentially by uh, an entire nation sovereign wealth fund and, and and is that kind of where we're up to then?
0: Yeah, it seems that way. It's sort of an inevitability I think. Um, it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You, you want money in the sport that you love. Um, teams want to continue to invest in riders, in staff, um, in equipment and to do that they need money and cycling is a pretty fringe sport at the best of times um in terms of profile and so on and people aren't going to look a gift horse in the mouth as they say that you know they don't want to turn away from money um and yeah so Saudi you know money from the Middle East is is very much going to become a bigger part of the sport than it already is I I think well,
1: that's the background. What about the riders coming up? How can these two cycling powerhouses merge together and what will happen with the riders? So, Katie, I'm sure you've seen it online. There's a, a video of, I think it must be a drone, like flying into the Yumbo visma operation. I think into like what well, looks like a, a coach. Coach hanger sort of thing. A coach. What's the word I'm looking for here? Coach shed. Um, and all of a sudden you get a an idea of just how huge this operation is. Uh, quite massive. The idea of them merging with Sudal Quickstep means we're going to have like I don't know. This this is like WWF and WCW coming together. there's going to have too many riders, too many wrestlers. <laughs> how is it all going to fit together?
0: That is the it's a million dollar question, Sunny, isn't it? Because we've got um two. Complete teams, two complete high-level World Tour teams. Um, and yeah, smashing them together, it, the fallout is going to be immense in terms of jobs, uh, the staff and and, and riders. And, and yeah, you mentioned the service course, which is in Bosch in the Netherlands, which they had purpose built a couple of years ago. It's absolutely incredible. Um, one of the ways they've invested their money and one of the reasons why they're doing so well, Fismer, at the moment, is because... Uh, of this investment in equipment and in facilities and in top level um, staff and experts in all areas, nutrition, the tech, mechanics, everything. And we're seeing the results of that on the road. And whilst Quick Step also obviously have great facilities and great equipment, it seems a little bit as though Yumbo are leading on that side of things, which obviously begs the question, what happens to all Quick Steps like Stuff and and equipment and so on and which also which um, cycle which cycle brand are they going to go with Specialized or Cervelo um, that that is another decision that's going to have to be made but obviously foremost on everyone's mind is the riders
1: yeah uh, yeah when you when you're talking about <laughs> the bike equipment and everything we're missing out the big detail here so you know lots of talk online about Remco Avnipol, Jonas Vinjegard Primus Roglic altogether, don't forget Sep Cus I mean this could be a super group if we're thinking, you know, what this could achieve, we're talking much bigger than McBusted. I'm thinking Super Bowl 2021 with Dr. Dre and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige, and there's 50 Cent upside down getting involved. I mean, this could be the greatest cycling team of all time.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a fun idea when you put it like that, but it's it's not reality when it comes to cycling. And I think we saw a little suggestion of what's, uh, what could be to come at the Vuelta this year, actually. I mean, they haven't even merged with Quickstep yet, and we've already got these kind of leadership dramas going on with various you know tensions perhaps I mean obviously this is, we're just perceiving what, what we see from the outside and they're obviously a happy bunch of riders but initially it was meant to be Primoz Roglic leading the Vuelta unconditionally then ago is riding then Sepp is suddenly wearing the red jersey and you know these are very real problems that a cycling team has to work out because it's too many cooks situation too many chiefs you know all that kind of thing um you can't have too many star riders there's only so many races and they've got their own personal goals to fulfill um how do you make all the jigsaw pieces fit when you throw a star like Remco Evenapol into that melting pot of talent I think some sparks are going to fly and I think they're going to have to consider offloading some pretty big names
1: So big names potentially would be be out of the mix. I mean, there has been rumours as well earlier this year about um, Ineos Grenadiers kind of taking merging with with Sudal Quickstep as a means to get Remco Avnipol.
0: A man that you just can't read. A man who touches his own head here and he bows his head in acknowledgement of the
1: wonderment that he has produced today. He can't even believe it himself. He divides
0: opinion like no other, but no matter what you think of this man, you have to appreciate what he brings to cycling. A sense of freedom and occasionally a sense of real greatness. Power, poise and precision delivered in one. That was as magnificent as it gets. Chapeau, sir. Is
1: his stock that high?
0: Yes, I think so. I think so. Um and obviously you mentioned Ineos who's sort of the missing link in this conversation. Um, we we know that they've been rumoured to be merging with Quickstep themselves. Um, and that one is more of a uh, rumour mill kind of scenario rather than actually has been reported on. But logically, <laughs> Ineos have offloaded a fair few assets. Quickstep have offloaded a fair few assets. Um, Pat Lefebvre has made no secret of the fact that he wants to get rid of his shares and kind of... Um, you know, have someone else take over the team. It sort of seemed like a more sensible merger, really, with Ineos kind of a bit short on on GC leaders and, and Remco right there. Um, but logistically, obviously, you know, Ineos is a British team, Quickstop are a Belgian team, and perhaps that, that didn't work out. Or maybe they just haven't even discussed it. We don't know how far along any of these merger discussions are.
1: Let's step away from that rumour mill and back into the one we're in at the moment uh, and look at the, the women's side of uh, cycling with uh, Quickstep and Jumbo Visma. How do those two teams compare there?
0: So, Jumbo Visma are a World Tour team at the moment um, and they've been established for a few years, actually. They've been building um, pretty well. They've got some good names on the books. They've had Mariana Voss for a few years, which is obviously a pretty big name. Um, and then you've got AG Insurance, Quick uh, Step Sedal who are currently... Um, a pro team actually so they're not at quite the same level and Patrick Lefebvre took them on or at least lent his sponsorship to them um just this year so they're, they're developing um, and they've just got an elite team this year for the first time so they are doing really well actually and they've brought some really good names on board including like Ashley Moreland-Pasio um, as the sort of headline rider and they've had some great results as well so yeah another, another consideration um, another piece of the puzzle that needs to be clicked into place somehow. You're listening
1: to On Your Bike. Next, we'll be talking about what a merger of these two cycling powerhouses could mean for the sport. So Katie, let's say this... Does eventually happen? Um, have there been any other examples of anything similar between teams merging in the past?
0: Yeah, I mean, cycling's not not immune to a merger or two. We've had a few over the years, um, and it's been a few years since we've had one. But we've don't I don't think we've seen anything on this scale before. That's the, That's the sheer the the immense kind of scale of this operation. The two separate teams with both with their own long histories is kind of what makes this different. I think. Um, And makes it possibly a little bit more troubling in terms of the future of the sport.
1: Yeah, and when we're talking about the future of the sport, you know, I've just been, you know, checking what the sponsors do. Sudal uh, are Europe's leading sealants, I'm guessing bathrooms, kitchens, whatever you need. Quick Step Do Floor, Yumbo, a supermarket, Visma, um, an, an IT systems brand, and uh, when you think about the sponsors, as we talked about, it relatively smaller compared to, say, Bahrain or the United Arab Emirates. So there's an idea there that potentially, you know, if we're thinking about the bigger picture, there's a reason why teams might want to merge if, if they're competing with that amount of wealth versus the wealth of, say, a very
0: successful company. But let's say it does happen. I mean, what would it do to the sport? It's, it's an interesting question. I, I suppose we don't really know the answer to it yet, but. We've seen with UAE, I suppose they're the primary kind of guinea pigs for this potential expansion with um, money from, from the Middle East and so on. UAE bought Tadej and um, that he's their star. And then they've brought in just the, this most amazing array of support riders to to back him up um, and, and be leaders in their own rights as well. And they've invested in young riders and, you know, they've, but they are still not the the richest team in the sport which is an interesting point so um i suppose the point is this merger provides an alternative to to the middle eastern money however it also proves that we're on a bit of fragile ground when it comes to other potential sponsors if this happens to these guys what's to say it won't happen across the board um and yeah i think i think it's a it's just a bit of a worry for the sport in general,
1: really. Katie, on the road, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning of our conversation, if Soudal Step are a team that are you know, good on the classics and the one days, and we know Jumbo Visma, uh, have shown very clearly that they're a, a team that can win it all and the Grand Tours and the general classification stakes. Overall, you could make a team that could
0: take on everything and win it all. Exactly, and I think that's what's mainly been the theme coming out from social media this week, the cycling fans are worried um, about this domination I think it's it's worth remembering at this point, but going back to what we said earlier about Jimbo and rebuilding as a team they haven't just bought loads of amazing riders and become instantly uh, this dominating force, it has been a culmination of, um, of years of hard work and investing in the right riders and obviously excellent um, equipment and resources, however they do now have the best riders in the world, arguably, and adding the firepower of um, of the best of Quickstep to that mix is a dangerous thing for the sport. We've seen in women's cycling this year, SD Works have the best sprinter, the best GC rider, the best time trialist, the best classics rider, and an amazing set of support riders too, and they've won everything. and dare I say it's become a little bit boring if not you know predictable Um, and this is the way it could go yes Yimba have dominated the Grand Tours but we've had lots of different winners in the stages of the Grand Tours and we've had different winners of one day races and uh, week long stage races and so there's still been um, you know some intrigue even with them being so dominant it could spell doom for the other teams who are already I think Finding it a little bit tiring and a little bit um, disheartening uh, to to see Yumba being quite so dominant. So,
1: Katie, you're saying it could spell doom, but on the other hand, is there any
0: way this could be good for the sport? Um, interestingly, there's been a couple of couple of major journalists in in the Dutch press this week have released some contrasting columns. Um, and Raymond Kirkhoff, who broke the news actually first um, when it came out about the potential merger, does think that. The, you know, the chance to keep out some of the Middle Eastern money is a good thing and that this is actually potentially a solution to, to having to take more investment from um, from the Arabs and so on. Whereas Ty Sonneveld, who's another top journalist in, in the Netherlands, completely disagreed. Um, he thinks it will be terrible for the sport. And he also described it actually as more like an asset stripping of quick step because obviously Jimbo Visma are so well established and they do have these um, facilities, and they are already such a leading team. It begs the question: What are they actually trying, to, seeking to gain from Quick Step, other than the financial input and, you know, the, the best of their riders? Essentially, which is, it's a cynical viewpoint, but it could well be hitting a little bit closer to the truth. I mean, Katie, with with all this going on, it kind of
1: we are very much in the silly season, aren't we? Though the the Grand Tours are done. Uh, we're coming to the end of the season. There's lots of talk about rider transfers and all the rest of it. I mean, do you actually see this as a possibility or have we all just got a little bit ahead of ourselves?
0: I think we've definitely got a bit ahead of ourselves. Um, I'm not saying it won't happen ever, but we do need to remember that Yumbo, the sponsor, as in the supermarket, are still with the team until the end of 2024. To get all this done um, and also approved by the UCI in time for the beginning of the 2024 season, seems um, like pie in the sky a little bit, if I'm being honest. I think it, it's a lot of, there's a lot to resolve. There's a lot of issues. All the riders that need to be placed somewhere, obviously. It feels a bit rushed and a bit late in the day to be thinking that it could be done now. On the other hand, Quickstep have already offloaded several riders um, because I think that, I think that Patrick Lefevre was looking to get this business done a little bit more quickly. Um, they have brought some riders in as well so that they've got i think 23 contracted for um 2024 so far but that's that includes some riders who haven't renewed contracts yet so but Yuma Visma have 27 already so that's we're talking 50 riders um already with contracts that would need to to satisfy the UCI um and for them to approve the merger all those riders would need to find another team and have their contracts um honored by their respective owners that makes
1: sense ah so 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 the uci say you can't just merge and dump these guys
0: no um it's not the same with the staff unfortunately that's a very sad and worrying situation that's completely separate the riders however do have to have a home essentially they have to have somewhere to go um they won't be cast out on the street and um and left without a team which teams are going to take them on and, and, and where they're going to go is another question. It could actually stand to benefit a few teams because uh, Jumbo Visma and Sudar Quickstep are the ones who will have to honour their contracts. So some teams, you know, could benefit from it. But no, ultimately, I don't see it happening in time for the beginning of 2024.
1: Well, I suppose we should probably stress as well that uh, as far as we know from all the reports that have come out, uh, the teams have, have denied any of this or certainly not confirmed it. And yet, we've all got to wait and see and see how it all pans out, if it does at all. Uh, we have been On Your Bike. I've been Sani Rudrovadula.
0: And I've been Casey Magwick.
1: And we shall return. I hope you've enjoyed this chat. We're hoping to do a little bit more uh, over the course of, of the off-season and look to see where we might end up going forward. And if you want to catch more of Katie, you can do. Just go to rightbikerepeat.com and you can read all her really fascinating articles there from the world of cycling. On Your Bike will return very soon.
0: On your bike is a Sandpop production.